You're listening to Once, episode 263, Strange Case, Initial Reactions. Welcome back to another episode of Once, the unofficial podcast for ABC's TV show, Once Upon a Time. I'm Daniel J. Lewis. I'm Aaron. And we just watched the episode Strange Case, the fourth episode in this season. And here are our initial reactions. We'll be a bit all over the place. We haven't sorted things out. We might not have heard things or seen things correctly. That's why we do our upcoming full discussion on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern time at oncepodcast.com slash live. Please join us then and send us your feedback. And you can see all of the feedback information and share this episode over at oncepodcast.com slash 263. I thought this episode was so good in its dialogue between Rumpel and Belle. I thought this must be an Espensode, but it's not. It's not, is it? I don't know. I, I agree. I like the dialogue. And as everybody knows, I'm not the biggest fan of that pairing of characters. But um, yeah, there was some really good dialogue in this episode. And I had a couple laugh out loud moments, which is becoming more and more rare with Once Upon a Time. So I enjoyed that. This episode was written by David H. Goodman and Nelson Soler. And the big thing when we're talking about this dialogue, I don't like what was said and what happened between Rumpel and Belle. But the quality of the development there was good. But I think probably everyone was just thinking, ew, Rumpel, really? You're going to put her in a box? You're going to cage her and make her love you that way out of necessity? Okay, guys, (laughs) take a lesson. Do not do that. It's like someone in the episode said, it's always out of one prison and into another with her. That's so accurate. That's been basically everything that we've seen of Belle. And even when she's been, air quote, free, she's not really free from him. So she's still stuck in the prison of that, you know, abusive relationship. It's like the mafia. Just when you think you get out, they reel you back in. (laughs) Well, and even his talk at the end that, you know, she says threats won't make me love you again. And he says, no, but necessity will. Like, that's not love. That's, no. <laughs> that's necessity. That's comfort. That's not love. So even if she does go back to him out of necessity, it's not love. And I feel like he of all people should know the difference. And I think it's safe to say at this point, probably most of the audience would agree the way that Rumpel is treating Belle is a form of abuse. Definite abuse. I mean, trapping her and, and all of this stuff. It's just... It sounds like how the mob boss would try to get someone to love him. It just, ugh. It it kind of makes me not want them to work things out. I mean, ultimately, yes, I want them to work things out. But Rumpel has some serious changing to do. (laughs) And I feel that through these six seasons of Once Upon a Time, or five and change, he has made it abundantly clear that he cannot, will not, and has no intention of ever even trying to change for her. And it sounds like he wanted the splitting potion to work 
so that he could remove the love from himself. Now, Cora found a way that she pulled her heart out and that kept her from having any feelings. Maybe he thought that wouldn't work on him for some reason. And so he needs this potion or sorry, the serum that corrected all of us, I think, in this episode, clarifying that. And I was wondering at, at first, before he kind of revealed his end game with of that, whether he wanted it to remove the darkness from him, yeah. which would have been much more admirable of a goal. I also wonder if it's back to this whole cleaving himself from the dagger kind of thing that he wants to keep all the magical power, but not have that that tether holding him back, allowing him to be controlled by someone else, which we saw. That was a nice twist of events to see Hyde then taking control of the dagger and thus Rumpel. There were a lot of good twists in this episode. I really enjoyed yeah. the twists and they kept coming like right until the very end. And then they even commented on it. One more, one more twist. <laughs> yeah, I, the whole Dr. Jekyll being the villain kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, he was he was fighting with the woman he loved and and being a little bit abusive about that, and then killed her accidentally. No, it was although the way they filmed it, it does kind of look like he pushes her out the window. But I don't. I really don't think that was Jekyll's intention. I agree. And, and then this whole thing of oh, now Jekyll is going to do something to Belle and harm her in some way to get back at the Dark One. That just that came out of nowhere. Despite some of that stuff, I still feel like this was maybe the best episode of the season so far. I, I know we only have four episodes so far uh, from this season, but maybe the best. And see, I just watched last week's and this week's literally back to back. I went straight from one into the other. That I was actually a few minutes behind watching live because of that. And I really, really loved last week's episode as well. So... It's hard to say, but I liked how much last week was kind of a throwback to season one, which this one was in a way as well. So I kind of like the the pattern that they're taking with season six so far, as far as like they're telling the stories in the way that they used to tell them. Yeah. And very surprisingly in how quickly they move the plot along, like Zelina said. I thought it would take weeks and weeks of battles and twists and turns and there you go doing it day one well not quite day one now but episode four and the villain is defeated yeah it's almost like it was a false villain we kind of thought it was going to be at least until the the end of this mid like until the mid-season finale that we were going to be dealing with Jekyll and Hyde and it's already done yeah kind of like in season four we thought oh they're setting up Elsa to be the villain but then once season four actually started we got to see, no, Elsa's not the villain. The Snow Queen is. Yeah. And we're kind of back with season one villains, too. Yeah, which is really we're cool. Back with Rumpelstiltskin and the Evil Queen. Yeah. So the only way for the Evil Queen to be defeated, or at least what they're telling us from this episode, is to kill Regina, which is something we theorized before. So yay, we got that right. But the whole, I was disappointed to see that my theory on my what I think was a really clever theory, if I do say so myself, which I am, the theory of Jekyll being the fake and Hyde being the original, that proved to be wrong. Although this whole thing about Jekyll being the villain, eh, maybe. 
I think that they might think that's the only way, but I feel like if they somehow get them tethered back together, then Evil Queen will just go back into suppressed Regina and they can live as they were. Right. Yeah. And I think that will be the solution if, well, Jekyll can't create the serum anymore. Maybe they've got Dr. Whale now. That's true. And they have that rock that maybe there's some way they can extract the serum from that rock or they have a, a baby dark one forming right now. I mean, do you realize that, though? Belle's baby is the first direct offspring of a dark one that we know of, at least. But of all of yep. the dark ones, they never had a direct offspring from when they were a dark one. So that could kind of make sense how uh, Morphetus could do the things that we've seen him do. Yeah, because he, he's got, well, he should, I don't know, because it seems sketchy to me that the Dark One's power would transfer that way, but I guess it could. Speaking of transferring power, our heroes transfer incredible power to keep the podcast going, and we could not do this podcast without that wonderful Care Bear stare kind of, maybe the Guardians of the Galaxy ideas uh, better way to think about it in a cooler way, but in whichever way you prefer, whether you have the power of the Care Bear Stare or the power of Guardians of the Galaxy, our heroes keep the podcast powered episode after episode. So for this episode, I would like to thank David Newland and Lisa Slack and our 28 heroes on Patreon. Thank you very much for your kind support of Once Podcast. If you would like to be a hero too, and you haven't been a hero, or maybe it's been a little while since you've been able to be a hero to the podcast, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. You get access to cool things like our bloopers and other fun stuff that we'll be having in the future. That's over at oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support. So we got two characters in this episode, two, well, one new character, completely new character, and one old character. Aaron, what do you think of seeing Dr. Lydgate again? Why are they doing this to me? <laughs> That's literally what I wrote because I was behind. So I wrote it in our like private chat for co-hosts. And I was like, is that who I think it is? It is. I just, I don't understand because, okay, even I even confirmed from watching the last episode why Anastasia wasn't Anastasia cinderella's sister when they did that last week and then now they have dr lydgate here and he's from fictional london so i just does that mean jekyll and hyde are from fictional london also yeah which i think has to make sense since the only way for them to be able to travel to the land of untold stories is to get there from another magical realm. There are all of these different realms, different lands connected by magic. Jefferson told us that in season one. And the hat can travel to many of these. And because they're magically connected, there are doors that can be opened between them, either literally or metaphorically uh, between them. So it does kind of make sense. But a funny thing to think about here is, since this is Dr. Lydgate, he's from Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. That means that Alice is somewhere else in this world. Maybe she is in Dr. Lydgate's, quote, hospital, unquote, more like prison, right now, and he is interested in this potion to use on Alice. 
maybe this treatment that they refer to in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland was actually something from Dr. Jekyll. Wouldn't that be crazy? Oh. But it's also possible that the timelines are just slightly shifted enough that, no, Alice right now is actually in Wonderland. She's not here in this fictional London. Well, and so that would make sense with why Dr. Lydgate seems so open to kind of, I know it's still science, but kind of this magic science thing because he really doesn't believe Alice in, he's mostly in the pilot episode of Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. And I I think I've always assumed that the type of therapy that they were sending her for was like electric shock. And I think that's just from watching Oz where they do that to Dorothy to make her try to forget when she's in an institution like that. But that is a very interesting angle. And I'm sure that we're not going to find out because they like to torture us with these little Wonderland Easter eggs and not actually tell us any more of the story. But we can dream. Yeah. The other new character then that we got is Jasmine. And this is Karen David who played Princess Isabella from Gallivant. I had heard a rumor that she would be coming, actually I saw someone tweet or something, that she would be coming to Once Upon a Time, but I didn't know what character she was going to play until, of all things, um, Mark Isham did a Periscope, a live video stream on Twitter of something I thought was going to be music related with Once Upon a Time, like a scoring session or something. And he said, oh, we're getting to see episodes such and such. And he pointed the camera at Karen David and said, there's Jasmine. It's just like, oh, oh. spoiler. Yeah. I basically stayed off Twitter all week because I hadn't seen last week's. I hate the spoilers. I, I haven't seen any major ones this season, which is good. But I'm surprised he was allowed to do that. But I guess maybe that was public knowledge. We're just so spoiler-free. Yeah, it had, I think, a press release had already been published that she would be coming back and probably some official announcement. That's maybe what I saw at some point, but I didn't see who. And I know Jacqueline and Hunter probably knew that that, that Karen David would be playing Jasmine probably for a month or so. They're so on top of the spoilers. Yeah. See, I assumed she was Jasmine when we first saw her in the episode, just because we know that Aladdin is here and because she looks like she could be Princess Jasmine. But at the end, when Snow gave her the apple, what I thought could have happened was that she ate the apple or took a bite of the apple and that it had been poisoned for Snow. And then it was some like secret plot twist that someone was actually still trying to kill Snow and, you know, whatever. But then the creepy kid came out again and... Do we know who she is yet? <laughs> uh, well, as soon as I saw the staff, because we saw the staff before we saw the creepy kid, the Oracle, I thought, oh, it's Jafar. No, it's creepy kid, which could still be Jafar. We, we don't know because I still think this. And in fact, actually, let me say it this way. I think that this episode further confirms the idea or gives further evidence that the Oracle is actually Jafar in disguise because of the way she's using that staff, the way that this episode makes her out to be kind of villainous. And after all, now that Jekyll and Hyde are dead, who's going to be the new villain? Once Upon a Time always needs a villain, so who's that going to be? Probably not Aladdin because he's supposedly the savior. (laughs) But it could make sense that it's Jafar especially with how well I think they cast Jafar here. 
But wasn't that Oracle in the opening? It might have been episode one of this season. Wasn't she in the hut with Aladdin? She was, but that doesn't mean the Oracle we see today is the same one. Oh, so it it could be him in disguise. Right, right. I'm trying to think of if Jafar did that in Wonderland. Like, was that one of his his things that he did, was disguise himself? That could explain why we're seeing a different Jafar now than we've ever seen before. Okay, retcon can work sometimes, sure. (laughs) (laughs) But in any case, though, Jasmine and the Oracle seem to be allied looking for Aladdin uh, for love or for revenge or something else malicious. I think they're setting them up to be villains. What do you think? It seems like that. I don't I don't really want Aladdin and Jasmine to be villains because I really like that story, even well, if they give us more to it. I'm not but, saying that Aladdin is a villain, although he could but, be. But Jasmine and the Oracle girl, who might be Jafar. Right. Think back to the first episode of this season. That man was running to Aladdin saying, save us, save us. And... What if Jafar was only one threat? The other threat was actually Princess Jasmine. Because Jasmine was talking about, oh, the princess could have saved her land, but she didn't. Something like that that she was saying. Uh, And I really think she was basically talking about herself. Yes, that's true. I also believe that in the original Disney uh, Aladdin, Jasmine was under a spell for a while from Jafar that made her kind of mean if I yeah. recall correctly. I think so, too. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, and there, there were so many Disney Aladdin movies. So yeah. many split personalities from Robin Williams as well. It's like he drank the potion, and then his splits drank the potion, and then those splits drank the potion. It's like how viral something can go. So, hey, think of that when you want to tell someone else about the podcast. Ask them to tell someone else, too, and then the podcast can go viral as well. Yeah, there you go. What do you think of Rumpel with his new haircut? (laughs) I wonder if Bobby Carlyle needed to get that for like another role he's doing and that they just decided to to make it part of the show. I I don't think we've ever seen him look like that at all. Yeah, it's a good look for him. Actually, I think it makes him look younger. Yeah, for sure. Brings out his eyes, apparently. Yeah. And... Doxson said this in the chat room during the live show on Sunday night. He said, so who's going to steal the hair of the dark one to make a curse? (laughs) Which I could see that being a thing. You know, maybe Hook is like, oh, we have to defeat him. If only we had a lock of his hair, but he cut it all off. Wait a minute. Let's go find a lock of his hair and, and we'll be able to cast some curse or something. That is so good, and I imagine that he, as Rumpelstiltskin, would know, and that hair is probably all, like, in a bag, a baggie in his, like, vault, because he probably knows how valuable that is, because that's how he made Emma the Savior, was through Snow and David's hair. Yeah. Now, one of our other walking Once Upon a Time encyclopedias, Matthew Paul, our other forum moderator, did point out that Bobby Carlyle shaved his head for train spotting two before he filmed Once Upon a Time season six. He was wearing a wig for the past few episodes. Oh, so they just wrote it in when it was appropriate. Yeah. Well, that works. 
So what do you listening right now think is going on? What are your theories on this? Who is the new villain? Is Jasmine a villain? Is she a good guy? Good girl? What's going on? How does Aladdin play into this? Jafar, all of this. And we want to hear your theories for this. And please send those theories to us. Our contact information is on the website in the show notes for this episode at oncepodcast.com slash 263. Send that to us before Wednesday afternoon so we can incorporate it and try to incorporate it into our upcoming full discussion of this episode of Once Upon a Time. And we do those full discussions on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time over at oncepodcast.com slash live. Please connect with us on Twitter at oncepodcast and follow each of us individually on Twitter. I'm Daniel J. Lewis on Twitter at The Ramen Noodle. I'm Aaron and I'm on Twitter at Aaron J. Cruz. We'll be back soon with our full discussions. So until next time, congratulations, dearie. You're a genius. And thanks for listening. Once Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Big thanks to our heroes for supporting this episode of the podcast. If you would like to be a hero too and get access to cool bonuses, then please go to oncepodcast.com slash hero. And thank you for your support.